We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, The place to up-level that sexy life of yours. With expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Kat. Here's a quickie for you to get you inspired for your work day. And I think this one is one that you can send to your boo to get their mind fantasizing and warmed up. Think of it like foreplay for your day. <laughs> I'm going to share with you my number one tip for expanding your orgasmic potential, and that's edging. Dun, dun, dun. Edging is a non-gendered experience of frustration and ecstasy and can be enjoyed or annoyed by all. <laughs> Yay! So if you're now listening to this, then that means that you're wanting to better your sexual experience. Fuck yes. (laughs) You are all the things good in this world. My pleasure activists who are choosing to break down the outdated, the misinformative patriarchal programming that's inhibited us from all our optimal pleasure. Boom. And this journey of being a pleasure activist and having the sex life of your dreams is not an easy one. You've already run into blocks and barriers. You maybe have become impatient. (laughs) You may have shamed yourself. You may have even called yourself broken. I feel you. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) And maybe you've even had one of those periods of sexless relationships or marriages. And, And honestly, this is part of it. Like I, we go through these dry spells. We go through these experiences. We go through these challenges. And there were whole periods of my life where I was so out of touch with my body, my pleasure, my even my desire for sex. It was just like, I'm too exhausted. I literally don't even want to be in this body. Ugh. And it's taken work. You know, I've put all of this work that I've done for myself into an organized program and programs and workshops that that I put out there for you. But one in particular that I really, really, really love. It's this one's for my, all my women and my femme to help them to unlock this wisdom for themselves. Erotically Undone is a six-week comprehensive course that guides you through the layers of the sexual onion (laughs) to help you experience more of your orgasmic potential. Because satisfying sex is more than just the actions. It's about implementing the creativity and the imagination to make it renewing of our energy rather than depleting, exhausting, and just boring. (laughs) So this course... We will be exploring principles of psychology, erotic embodiment, sex, seduction, power play, and pleasure to help you unlock that wild, vibrant woman or femme inside of you. It would be my absolute honor to guide you through this erotic initiation. So if you're curious, check out the link in my show notes or shoot me a DM at Sex Love Yoga with any burning questions you might have. I want to thank you all for listening, sharing, and leaving me reviews of this podcast. It really means a lot, and I feel so supported by you. 
If you haven't already, head over to sexloveyoga.com and grab my free guides on sensuality and read more about how I can help you discover more sexual liberation. Now, enough of my teasing and edging you. <laughs> Let's get to the clit. I mean, it. <laughs> the not-so-short-and-sweet-of-it-all, edging is the practice of bringing yourself close to the point of orgasm, but not going into the fulfillment of it just yet. So this is the stimulating, building arousal, building the pressure in the body, but just before your body goes into those, those blissful convulsions, you come away from it. <laughs> you allow it to die down and you do this process for as many times as you like before you bring yourself into climax, if you even bring yourself into the climax. Personally, I don't like to do this any more than two or three times in a session, or I might find that my potential to have an orgasm then becomes elusive. So I don't know, it's probably my body just being like, stop teasing me. It was great the first couple of times, but no more. <laughs> and maybe that's not you. I guess we'll just have to find out. Now, why the fuck would we do such a thing as tease ourselves or tease our partner with the experience of almost coming and then taking the favorite toy or touch away so that they're left in frustration? <laughs> like what, where is the fun in that? And it's because, well, one of the reasons, because our orgasms can be cumulative, meaning that they can build upon one another in pressure and in pleasure, making that when we do decide to go into the film, fulfillment, or we do allow ourselves to go into that orgasm, we experience greater orgasm, like longer, more intense, body shaking orgasms. Another reason is that building up the sexual frustration can be channeled into a passionate play experience with yourself or with your boo. So again, this can be solo practice, like self-pleasure practice, or this can be a, a, an experience, partnered experience or orgy experience. <laughs> and a good example of this channeling that I'm talking about I have one girlfriend who tells me that she edges during the week before her boyfriend comes back from his trips and his travels for work uh, so that she's building up her sexual energy to the point that it becomes so high that she craves him when he, when he comes back. So this practice of edging is, is building up the energy, penting up the energy that, that wants to be expressed and makes the polarity between the two of them so insane and so juicy. Another example is what I do before I meet up with a lover for the evening is that I'll edge myself with some self-pleasure practice to build the energy already in the body before I go over to their house. That way my body is already on fire. I'm already buzzing with it. And then it just makes this like, like ravage craving, like wildness between me and the other person. <laughs> I've also heard of people doing this practice, this edging practice, and not going into fulfillment to then channel this energy, this erotic energy, into their creative endeavors. And I talked about this with Taylor Johnson um, on episode 99 on how this can be used for men. And I, okay, I don't particularly do this. 
for creative endeavors because I already have a lot of energy and that just causes me to become so much more scatterbrained. But hey, I support sexual experimentation. So if that's something that you would like to try out, have at it. Now, I really like to compare the practice of edging with the ability to cultivate desire in a different way too. (laughs) So I'm sure you've all heard about how desire can lead to suffering. I think it's in one of the yogic traditions too that that you're not supposed to desire, deprive yourself from desiring, whatever, that it's supposed to cause you to suffer because you don't have the thing. And I personally and and tantric yogic practices also say something similar. Uh, I believe that this only happens when you don't properly know how to desire and learn how to luxuriate in the desire without needing the fulfillment of it or having to go into the fulfillment of it. And those are two different things. So we can find discomfort and suffering when we deprive ourselves of something. You know, like we say we can't have the chocolate cake. (laughs) And we say, the chocolate cake is bad. That will be very bad for me. And then we might feel the craving inside of ourselves. And we might be like, oh my God, I like really want that piece of chocolate cake. You know, like give me that piece of chocolate cake. Or we can revel in the experience of the excitement and the anticipation of the wanting the thing without the fulfillment of the thing. But the difference here is that there's an allowance in that energy and allowance in that craving rather than a deprivation or saying that it's wrong or bad or I shouldn't do that. It's taking that experience of the wanting and it's elongating the process and enjoying that for its own sake. So example of the chocolate cake, it's like smelling and licking the chocolate cake, but you know, you're not going to eat it but you're salivating to it and you can feel the pleasure in your body and you can feel your body activating towards it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like licking it. And you're like, oh, so naughty when I'm like having a little, little, little taste of it, literally (laughs) not, but then you, but then you put the cake down and it's not because you're depriving yourself from it, but it's because you can find that enjoyment in the wanting of it and they, and the, the celebration and the, uh, yeah, just reveling in the experience of how your body responds to it and it's being in that. Now, if you keep doing that, like say for edging, so you lick the cake and you put it down and you walk away and you go talk to other people at the party and then you come back and you smell the cake and you, and you allow your whole body to get excited and giggly and turned on and you're just like, oh my God, the cake, the cake, the cake, the cake. And then you put it back onto the counter and you're like, okay, I'll be back. And then you go around and you, you go for a dance and you start flirting with people and then you come back and you, and you lick it and you, and you, and you rub it all over your face and, <laughs> and then you put it back down and then maybe around on the third time you come back and you eat that cake and that cake is so fucking good because <laughs> you built it up you've built it up and you've enjoyed the entire process of the build-up that is what we're talking about here today that's what we're getting into with edging so <laughs> let's go into three different variations of how we can practice edging. And this is important because these different methods can be helpful for different reasons. So the first variation that we're going to talk about is the complete stop method. So in this variation, you start pleasure in your body. 
you start turning on your entire body, opening it up and, and maybe you're breathing, maybe you're sounding, whatever. <laughs> and then you're focusing on your more sensitive bits. So that can be your clit, that can be your genitals, that can be your nips, whatever gets you the most activated, your most sensitive parts. And then just as you're approaching orgasm and you're almost to that point of no return, you completely stop, remove your hands or remove the toy, stop whatever you're doing and just allow your arousal to go all the way back down and then start again. <laughs> the time in between the stop and the start can be a few minutes to a few hours, depending on what you're intending. If you're wanting to do this in a solo session or if you're wanting to do this in prep of your uh, partner coming back home or going on a date, whatever it is. Um, you can begin again, begin with the warm up, the building, the approaching orgasm, and then same thing, stop. Or you can give into your orgasm. And you can do this once, twice, three times, whatever floats your boat. A tip here is to use your breath and deepen it to help smooth out the energy that's building and pressure. Okay. Variation two. So this is the distraction method. And this is where you're building your pleasure. Just like we were talking about touching the rest of the body and then touching into the sensitive areas. But instead of stopping completely... You're just going to move your touch to some place that is not the direct point of your highest sensitivity. So just before the point of no return. So for pussy owners, you can warm up your pussy with your hand or your vibrator. And then as you approach the buildup towards the orgasm, start tapping or start stroking in areas around your clit, but not directly on it. So that will release the pressure and spread the energy a bit. Uh, it's kind of like preventing the sneeze from happening. <laughs> and then when you do want to come, go at it again, but this time to fulfillment. Variation three. This is the continuous method in which you go right up to the point of no return, and then you shift your touch away, but you're still touching and turning on your body. So you don't stop in the experience, whether it's partnered sex or your own solo, uh, solo experience, it's the continual love making of all of it, but it does move away from the buildup that's happening. So the best lovers that I know are excellent at being able to be present to me and my body and notice how my body's responding, uh, deep presence to the cues um, of, of me, of the partner, to notice where the body's at along the spectrum of arousal and readiness, and then teasing the fuck out of, out of me, out of their partner, but not giving me what I want right away but letting me build in the craving, build in the desire of it so that it's, it's so much more powerful and potent. Like I love being in the space of sexual hunger while I'm playing sexually with somebody. It's like, oh, the most delicious thing ever. Now for all you cock owners, a similar variation for you is stroking and building up the pressure to 70%, 80%, 90%. 
and then a letting your erection to go down to 20 or 30% and then taking it back up to 70% and then letting it come back down. This, my dudes, can help you with the challenges with your erections. So you're reprogramming your cock away from the habits that may be, in fact, perpetuating your early ejaculation or difficulty maintaining erections, which let me let you in on a little secret. Majority of men struggle with one form of the other at some point in their life, if not, you know, multiple times in their life. Like, I wish that men would talk about this more, but they just don't. And, and part of it is the, the result of the cultural uh, trauma and the wounding of, you know, men and, and women and, and every other gender, but how we have to be the best lovers, how we have to be able to perform and maintain our abilities at all points in time. And that's just, A, that's not fair to our humanness and it's not a fair to our body, like, but there are things that we can do. And edging is one of those fun things we can do. Healing through pleasure. I think that should be my new motto. I'm pretty sure that should be my new motto. All right, this episode is a quickie. So to keep in the spirit of that, <laughs> here's some final tips for you to keep in mind in your exploration to make this the most fun experimentation for you. <laughs> so if you have a tendency to lose orgasms quickly or completely or get distracted easily, the third variation is going to be the most potent for you because there is that continual stimulation that's happening and you can stay focused on that. Sometimes for, for those of you who yeah can lose the orgasms quickly, like if the, the full stop, it's like you're letting the car die and then how do we start the car again? So listen to your body. <laughs> Similarly, if you come easily, and that doesn't matter your gender because this is for men too, as uh, early ejaculation or quick ejaculation, then I would suggest trying variations one or two um, because you have that full stop and you have that... that uh, distraction tools to be able to help you to reprogram your cock. Like you're creating this sense of control for yourself that uh, you may have unconsciously programmed to lose control because of habits of masturbation or, or internal messages or, or difficulty with self-regulating. So tip number three, you don't have to go hard at this. I think we've been taught you know, fast friction, push, squeeze, you know, move toward, go towards the orgasm because that's the end goal. But I would actually suggest using and practicing with a softer, lighter touch and allow the arousal to build from there. Honest to God, it's the best. And it takes less energy and effort and it can save your wrists from carpal tunnel. <laughs> but really, like, Softer, slower uh, experiences, more subtle experiences can actually build to, to hold even vast, uh, yeah, vast, greater amounts of energy because your body doesn't have to clench to hold. It can relax and expand and then be enveloped in the orgasmic energy. But, you know, that's just my two cents here. And this whole practice of edging 
can be frustrating. And for some of you, it's going to be really annoying. So remember what I said about cultivating desire in a way that is non-attached to fulfillment, that this can be juicy rather than annoying. (laughs) And with that said, edging doesn't have to be for you. Your sex life is determined by you and only you. So if this is just really obnoxious, then don't do it. (laughs) Finally, you might have trouble approaching that point of no return without falling off the cliff. You get towards that point of no return, that point where you tip into the orgasm, and it's really tempting to get it in, right? Because on the other side of that, we know it's so relaxing and it feels really good on the other side. And many times, truthfully, I do. I'm like, now I'm going to practice edging today. And then I just keep going. (laughs) But damn, it's so worth it. If you do let it build up and you do practice edging, you hold off on it. Mm. Be your own biggest tease. (laughs) And that concludes this week's quickie. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you want to continue to explore the depths of your erotic potential, join me in Erotically Undone starting April 18th. I'm really excited to meet you and help you along your way towards the point of no return. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy. Sexy.